My name is Becky Schnexer, and you're listening to the Expedition Schnexer Podcast. Hello there, I am Becky Schnexer, the creator of Expedition Schnexer and this podcast that you are listening to. For my new Expedition members, yes, that's you. If you're listening to this, you are now on my Expedition team as I explore everything in the world of education with a specific focus on science education at the elementary level. But fear not, if you do not teach science or you don't teach elementary school or you don't teach elementary school science, that's okay. This podcast is for all things education. I just look at it through the lens of exploration and expedition science. Hey there, expedition team. This episode is all about resilience. And especially as we head into this time of the school year, we're all kind of in that downhill ski that tends to get out of control. Um, You start to feel a little squirrely. Your students are starting to feel a little squirrely. And this is when a lot of times I hear or I see posts about, well, the kids are checked out or a colleague will come to me exasperated and say, oh man, what am I gonna do? We still have blah, blah, blah days or blah, blah, blah weeks left. And the kids are like totally checked out. And all I can think in the back of my head is, is it that the students are checked out or is it you that's checked out early? And I don't think that and I don't say that to be rude, to be mean, to be disrespectful, but really to spark some time to reflect about what are we doing? Yes, the end is in sight. Um, But that doesn't mean that we stop with the high quality, awesome experiences that our students deserve every single day. And so all of this end of the year excitement got me thinking about resilience and really Um, I was just recently at a competition with my daughter, a dance competition. She's on a competitive dance team. They do competitions frequently. They have rehearsals frequently. And a few weekends ago, she, my daughter, and her competitive dance team were at an out-of-town competition when two members of the team became incredibly ill. If you're unfamiliar with the world of dance, don't worry. This is my second year as a dance mom, and I still honestly know very little. I grew up playing soccer all the way until about a year ago when I officially retired for the second time. No promises I won't Brett Favre it again on the soccer pitch, but that's another podcast episode all on its own. So back to dance. Dance is a chaotic yet absolutely beautiful world of art that is incredibly demanding, especially at the competitive level. Every single dancer on the stage plays an integral and important role in that dance. If one of them cannot perform, the routine is re-blocked and that means changed and score one for dance mom lingo. It is not unheard of to re-block portions of dances just before going on stage. It's not ideal, but also not unheard of. It happens rather frequently. Generally, it's modifications, not usually to completely replace a member or part of the whole number though. Sometimes that is the case. You must replace a member of the dance and after all, the show must go on. During this competition though, we had two dancers 
that needed to be completely replaced. In a perfect world, this would run similar to an understudy role in theater or, you know, a substitution in a football game. You just replace that person with someone else. The understudy just assumes the same role, does the same moves, and, and off we go. The catch often, though, within a dance number, is that for one member to replace the missing dancer, they will have to be pulled from their current role within the choreography, and therefore, another hole is created and needs to be reblocked. There is a chain reaction of fixes that need to happen, and oftentimes, the choreography is just completely changed. And on top of all of that, you're faced with a time crunch. In this case, this particular competition, moments, literally moments before taking the stage, reblocking was still taking place and the dancer's nerves were on complete overdrive. The team though showed incredible resilience to the nth degree. There was a production number, which means the whole entire team is involved, a large group number, which is, you know, basically most of the team, and then several small groups that needed to be reblocked or just completely add uh, new choreography. So varying degrees of change needed to happen and the team was definitely feeling the pressure. You could see it on their faces, you could see it in their posture, but they persisted. Changes, substitutions, cancellations, wardrobe malfunctions and all, each member showed up, danced every part of their body off and kept their heads high and their facial expressions on point. So again, for those not familiar with the dance world, facial expressions are huge. They always have to have some sort of emotion going on on their face that goes along with uh, the dance, with the interpretation, with the character they're trying to portray, and it's all part of their scored components. Now, although they all felt the pressure of the situation, the emotional pain of missing two incredibly important dancers, and the mental agony of last minute changes, they all showed up, every single one of them. They danced, they performed, and they left all of themselves on the stage. This is the face of true resilience, persistence, teamwork, love, and dedication. Following these large numbers, three more dancers began feeling ill. They had felt off during, during all the reblocking and performance, I am sure. Did they stay silent as long as they could in order to hold it together for the sake of the team? I'm thinking they did. Questions like that will never be answered, but for better or for worse, they made it happen. They showed up and they showed true grit and resilience. As unbelievable as the sheer dedication shown, they even won awards and placed for most of those routines. Absolutely incredible. They could have folded, they could have settled, they could have withdrawn, but they didn't. So now I'm sure you know, I'm gonna dive right into the connection of this dance episode to education. Some of you are probably cringing now, thinking I'm gonna suggest something really outrageous here. And uh, you might be right, maybe, I don't know, let's find out. Uh, so here are my thoughts. The things this made me think about for the last few weeks, the last several weeks since this dance competition even happened, I started thinking about these questions. When have we not persisted or shown resilience in the classroom as the teacher or as a colleague at your school? 
When have we just decided to take the easy way out? When have we pulled the plug or, or taken the easier option for something we were planning in our classroom or something we were planning with colleagues or for our colleagues? When have you thought about something amazing, perhaps even began planning it and then cut a corner because, you know, maybe a part of it or maybe even the whole idea was just going to be difficult. Why did you give in? Were you tired? Were you sick? Did you or your family encounter trauma? Or was it merely easier to take that shortcut, to call it quits, to throw in the towel? I'm not judging because honestly, I do this. I do this sometimes. I think of a grand idea and maybe I call the whole thing quits before I even begin planning selfishly. Sometimes I get a big idea going and, and start cutting corners just because, you know what? I don't feel like it. This is going to be really hard to do, so I just start cutting corners. I am not proud of it, but I definitely have to admit that because I definitely have shortcomings, and, and we all do, and it's important to acknowledge those and try and work through them. The problem is that it's the students who miss out. It's not us who miss out when we cut corners or when we pull the plug on something because it's difficult. It's our students and they deserve the best of us always. As I watched my daughter's dance team rally, learn, stretch, push, and show up, even though I am certain some of them, especially those who were starting to feel ill, did not feel like showing up. I couldn't help but think about the times that I should have rallied, I should have shown up for my students, but I didn't. So what I can do now though, is use this experience as motivation. Use my daughter's dance team and then use my shortcomings as motivation to be better in the future. And not to mention, did I mention that some of the dancers on the team are seven, eight, and nine years old? That's just another notch in the, are you serious belt here? If they understand the importance of resilience and persistence at the age of seven, eight, nine, then what's my excuse? My challenge to you and myself is to rally. Even when you're tired, it might be easier for you to cut back or maybe you just don't feel like it. Think about what you are allowing your students to miss out on because of your lack of resilience in that task. Especially now, the end of the year is in sight. We can't check out. And I guarantee you, your students aren't checked out. The thing that's probably changing is you. You're getting tired. You see the end is in sight. You know the kids are getting excited. Of course they are. We're getting excited too because it's summer break. We're going to jump into some PD. Maybe you're going to take a little time to relax. But we still have to show up. We still have to show resilience, persistence all the way until you put the last kid in the car, the last kid on the bus, the last kid in after school on that last day of school. We have to be there. We have to do what we know we need to do. Stop cutting corners and show up. And I bet, I bet when you begin to rededicate yourself that you're not going to see kids checked out. You're going to see kids checked in. They are engaged. They still want to participate in your class. You just have to keep showing up as well. So 
By no means though, I, I want to reiterate this, or I haven't said it initially, so I want to iterate this. By no means am I suggesting unhealthy practices like working through being sick, just showing up anyway, or taking yourself away from your family or your outside of work activities in the name of being a teacher. What I am suggesting though is evaluating your why and your why not and thinking critically about why you are giving up on an idea or task. Is it just to make it easier or is something actually really happening in your life that's preventing you from showing up on that day? And that's fine, we're human and things happen. But let's reevaluate that why and that why not. And let's finish these school years strong because our kids deserve it, our colleagues deserve it, and you as the lead educator, the lead learner in your classroom, you deserve it too. So expedition team, let's do this together. for tuning in to this episode of Expedition Schnexer. I hope you tune in next time.